0: Hello and welcome to This Week at Charlestown Road, a branch of the Heavenbound podcast. My name is Jason Harden. I'm here with Roger Schaus, and this is where we reflect on the weekend that was. We dig a little deeper into a recent sermon to give you something to think about as this week unfolds and preview what's to come this next weekend at Charlestown Road. Roger, this past Sunday morning, you talked about being helped by heaven.
1: Yeah, it was a, just a very simple sermon, but it's a, it's a sermon that we just need to be reminded of. Our our theme this year is Finish What Was Started, and we're just about to wrap up the second quarter. And the hard year, to believe. Hard to believe the year's almost half over already. And so this quarter, we're talking about the steps that help us finish. And I think a lot of times uh, people have the idea as we struggle and try to navigate through life that we're out here on our own. And it's like... Driving down some unseen roads, and you don't have GPS, and you're just trying to figure things out on your own, and so hard it is, and and that's really not the case we find in the Bible. God God is very active in helping us, not only to find Him and to find His will, but to get to heaven. And so uh, that's what we kind of looked at in the lesson. We we predominantly had just four major points, and that was the first one is about the Word of God or the Bible. God reveals his heart to us. And that's what the Bible is. It's more than a book, it's more than just a bunch of words. It's the heart of God revealed. And through that we find salvation, through that we find the qualities we need to have to have the right heart, the right character, and to stand with God. And then we moved on to talk about God's people, how God shares his people with us that fellowship of the godly, uh, living examples all around us, helps us from heaven. Uh, in Second Corinthians 7, when the Apostle Paul was really uh, afflicted by things inside and outside, God sent Titus. God sent a person, a brother in Christ, to help him. And sometimes we don't realize that the help God gives us is all around us. If we just open our eyes and see that. Then we talked about the Holy Spirit, uh, empowering his spirit, how the spirit works with our spirit. And we looked at some, just some simple lessons from Romans chapter eight, how the spirit helps us with our uh, weaknesses and prays for us. And that again is, is a blessing God gives us to help us to find him and to move to where God wants us to be. And then we wrap this up by talking about God has given us this day. And this is a day to honor him. It's an opportunity. And each day is a blessing from God. And so through these simple lessons, it it just reminds us that God is doing everything he can to help us. And we just need to latch onto those things and do our part to try to find God himself. All right. So four powerful ways God helps you.
0: That was the heartbeat of the sermon. It's freely available at charlestownroad.org. And in our sermon podcast feed, number one, he reveals his heart, the word of God. He shares his people, fellowship of the godly. He empowers his spirit to work with our spirits, and he grants us this day opportunities to honor the Lord. Now, what I'd like to do here in the middle of the week is actually circle back to the first passage, really, that you launched from. That's the New Testament book of Romans chapter 5, because you know, just as surely as I know, Uh, Even this past Sunday, somebody walks into the church building, uh, we greet them at the door, we ask them how they're doing, and what's the most popular answer? Uh, Just fine. 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 (laughs) Fine. And sometimes... I say that. I'm guessing sometimes you say that when things aren't really all that fine. Sometimes we will hear people or see people say something like that. And it is just very evident from their posture, their demeanor, the look on their face that they're not exactly fine. Let, let, let me just start with you. Why do you think people do that?
1: Well, it, uh, some people just are so, shy, they don't want to tell you what's going on they're kind of embarrassed maybe things aren't going well in their marriage and they don't want to say well we just had a big fight in the car on the way over here you know they just they just don't want to be that way and so so they know it's it's a safe answer it's an answer that everyone anticipates you know when you ask somebody how you're doing you don't expect them to pull out a medical chart and <laughs> well you know I went to eight doctors this week and I've got these tests next week i mean you know everybody anticipates i'm fine and so that's a safe safe answer and that's where I think people just go to and and part of it I think is it's just Looking at each other and think, well, everyone else is fine. Why am I not fine? So I'm going to just tell everybody I'm fine like everyone else is. Yeah. And we just kind of all the same. But that's oftentimes that's nothing more than wearing a mask. Okay. And you know, and that hurts more than it helps because that person is sitting there thinking I'm hurting on the inside or my family is falling apart, but everyone around me is fine. What, what am I doing wrong? Because if everyone else is fine and I'm not fine, something's, something's wrong somewhere. And. The reality is all of us struggle, all of us have issues, all of us have a pass in the baggage, and so uh, we just kind of like, I'm fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. All of us need help to borrow that action word from your sermon, and I think that's worth thinking about here in the middle of the week. I mean, you used the idea of masks. It is very easy for probably the majority of us to have a a convenient, easily put on mask on Sunday mornings, but by the time it's Wednesday morning or Wednesday afternoon, we've probably taken that mask off and... Even though we said on Sunday, yeah, I'm fine, maybe I'm a little more honest with co-workers, with neighbors, than even my own brothers and sisters in Christ. And that's not good. That's, that's not the way it ought to be. But I, I think circling back to Romans chapter 5, three key words that you use maybe will help us Be a little bit more honest and maybe connect some dots from those four powerful ways you brought out that God helps us. Roger, why don't you read for us that key text, Romans chapter five? I think you highlighted verses six through 10 in your sermon.
1: Sure, sure. Let's read this. It says, for while we were yet, while we were still helpless, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will hardly die for a righteous man. Though perhaps for the good man someone would even dare to die, but God demonstrates His own love toward us, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more, then, having now been justified by His blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through Him. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. Now, there's uh, three three things I want us to see here. Uh, And I use the New American Standard. And and all of them, in verse 6, verse 8, and verse 10, the expression is while. For while we were still helpless while we were yet sinners while we were enemies uh it's not like after we stopped doing those things yeah. after we got our life together after we became good it is the while it's like uh someone catching the child coloring on the wall you walk in there and, and while he's doing it he's caught in the act okay the second thing that stands out is is the plurality while we while we were still helpless while we were yet sinners while we were enemies paul includes himself in that and so it's not like you have this problem i don't we were all in this together and then from the lesson itself the three just to me powerful expressions are helpless sinners and enemies. Yeah, I would suggest.
0: I, I'm not sure we could come up with a more devastating three words that we could possibly apply. I mean, helpless, rebellious enemies of God. What, what could you, I mean, that's more serious than being poor. That's more serious than not having a home. That's more serious than being bankrupt. That's more serious than having cancer. I mean, some of the things maybe that if you were to walk into work today and, and ask someone, What's the worst case scenario you can imagine hearing about today? I'm guessing no money, my house burned down, I get a devastating health diagnosis. Those are the things that would bubble up in the minds of most people, I'm guessing. But this is big picture stuff, and this is bigger. This is more devastating than any of those
1: things. Well, and and what makes it so uh, massive is it's stated in reference to God. Yeah. You know, it, it's one thing to say, okay, uh, I've been driving down the road, and for the last 30 minutes, I've looked for this intersection. I cannot find it. So I'm finally, I'm helpless. I'm going to pull over and get some help. Uh, the helpless here is is with Christ while we were still helpless, uh, that's against God. And then the idea of we were sinners, that's a strike against God. And then the enemies of God. Uh, if God is not on your side, it doesn't matter who else is on your side because if God's not on your side, you're gonna be in trouble. And so that's what makes all this so powerful is this is a spiritual relationship when the one is not right with the Lord.
0: All right, so Roger, our last few minutes, I'm I'm gonna put you on the spot. We've got these three really serious words, helpless sinners, enemies. And it's easy for all of us, maybe even to be in that category and get asked, how are you? Well, I'm fine (laughs) when clearly I'm not fine. Or if I'm a Christian, if I'm walking with God, there was a very real time in my life when I wasn't fine. Right. And so I'm going to let you, you drew out four powerful ways. God helps us revealing his heart, the word of God, sharing his people, fellowship of the godly, empowering his spirit works with our spirit and granting us this day, an opportunity to honor the Lord. I'll, I'll let you pick from those four powerful ways, but which one of them comes to mind when you think of, okay, The weak. What one of those powerful ways that God is willing to help really touches, do you think, on help for the weak or the helpless? Yes.
1: And and in fact, uh, if we had more time, I could, I could. Weave all four of these in here. <laughs> I know because, you could, because I, I, I see that one, you talk one, long
0: enough, and you'll write a four part sermon series. Uh, probably will, <laughs>
1: probably will. Uh, number one, they have today. That's opportunity. Okay. Um, Book of Proverbs talks about a live dog is better than a dead lion, and so so there's some help today. You have today, and and that's that's all anybody has. Uh, the president of the United States, the bum on the bench, everybody has just today we're not promised tomorrow but from that from that the word of god is where the help is okay uh you know you're you're weak you're you're lost you're helpless by taking the bible and we use a powerful illustration at the end of that lesson someone who just read the bible no one to teach him no one to guide him yet he found what god wanted him to find the words are there And if we just sit down and turn off the TV, put our phone down and just read the Bible, there's the help. God's got his hands out wanting to save you, but you have to read what he says. All right. So
0: while you were talking, I I jotted down the exact opposite of what you were saying, simply because I think sometimes when we feel helpless and weak, we do the exact opposite of what you prescribed, and and perhaps that shows us the genius of our adversary, that when I'm feeling helpless, what do I feel easy to do? It, it's easy for me to procrastinate, right? I'll, I'm just going to push it off. Today, I don't feel like it. Or when I'm feeling weak, when I'm feeling helpless, I'll keep my Bible closed And I'll just veg in front of the television. And in fact, that is the exact
1: opposite of what we can do to get the help that we need. Absolutely. So, so, you know. It means you're going to go to the Bible when there's times you don't feel like it. Yeah, and there's going to be times when you're going to read these passages and they're going to they're going to knock the shine off your shoe. And there's going to be times when you're going to feel guilty because here's what God's saying. I mean, anyone who reads these verses here in Romans chapter five, helpless sinners and enemies. They don't they don't close their Bible and say, "Man, I, I'm going to cross stitch this on the pillow." <laughs> this just made my day. No, no. It's it doesn't make your day. But what makes you realize is God hasn't given up on us and God is still there for us and God's reaching out for us. And we have to see the great help that's found there. All right. So that
0: was the helpless. What about the sinner? We heard in Romans chapter five, verse eight, while we were still sinners, how, what of these four powerful ways God helps can specifically connect to the sinner?
1: Well, you know, uh, particularly the second and the third point—the sharing his people, uh, the fellowship of the godly—when we start seeing living examples, this is the way I ought to be, and we realize uh, not everybody is okay. We say that you know I'm okay, you're okay, and, and really we're not. I'm not just fine, and but we're a work in progress, and they are progressing, and they're walking with God. There's the hope there's the example. Here's somebody who's been through some tough times. Here's somebody that's been through some funerals. They've lost some jobs, but here they are still walking with God. That's the encouragement to realize, okay, I've messed up in my life. I've made wrong choices, but look at this guy here, and I can get help from that. Also, the empowering of the Spirit with my spirit. Uh, That's where shame and guilt come from. When we realize we have done wrong, it, it motivates us. Okay. I, I need to apologize to God. I need to make things right with the people I've hurt. And that just kind of pushes us to get things right. No one likes that guilty feeling. No one likes that uneasy feeling that I'm, I'm shameful and I've done wrong. And that either will make you deny your condition or it will compel you to do what's right. And, That's where I think where God's at. He's, He's compelling us. Yeah,
0: yeah. And again, if we look at the opposite, I mean, that's as old as the Garden of Eden, right? When I am in sin, the natural human reaction is to hide, to cover, right? And so what do we find it very easy to do? If there's help from God's people, but I'm not willing to be honest with my sin, I'm gonna hide it. And by hiding it, not only am I severing that connection to God, but I am separating myself from one of the primary ways God can help me such a powerful way to look at both the positive and the the opposite, where we 're naturally maybe bent towards going OK, last one enemies we heard in in Romans chapter five and verse ten, while we were enemies. What of these four powerful ways stands out to you as far as help for the enemy of God?
1: well, I think foremost for, uh, foremost is is the word of God itself. Um, you know, Jesus came to reconcile us. And that's what the word reconcile means. He takes two people that that are not friends anymore. They are enemies and he brings them together. So it's through that word of God that we realize, yeah, we were enemies, but now we can be on God's side. We can become sons and daughters of God through Jesus Christ. And that's the powerful aspect of the word of God. It shows us examples like that prodigal being, being able to come home and not getting a beating, not getting a scolding, but being received by his father. And example after example in our Bible illustrates those things. And it helps us to realize Yeah, all of us have been here. We've been on the wrong side. We've been on the the side of the devil, but now we can cross lines and get on God's side and God will give us that opportunity. Great, great, powerful messages in our Bible about forgiveness and hope that's found in Jesus.
0: Yeah, and messages that need to be heard, need to be shared. Like you said, it was such a, a simple lesson, but a good reminder, especially in light of our yearly theme, A good, simple message that would be very, very good to share with others on social media, in person. Again, thanks to the effort of some very dedicated servants here at Charlestown Road. Audio of that is available. Video of that is available. It's right there front and center, charlestownroad.org, helped by heaven. Roger, thank you for helping us by presenting those four powerful ways that God can help us. It is Wednesday, and Wednesday evening can be a big help to all of us, young and old.
1: We're looking forward to it. You're going to be teaching in the auditory. Yeah, we continue our series on the marks of maturity, and we're going to be talking about character, and we're going to be looking from Hebrews chapter 13, a great passage that identifies some aspects of the character of a disciple. And so uh, marks of maturity, how we can be the way God wants us to be. In our Building Blocks track of studies, we are exploring in a little three-part
0: series, what is Providence. Last Wednesday, we talked about how God provides. Lord willing, this evening, 7 o'clock p.m., we're going to talk about how God has a purpose, a purpose for me and a purpose for you. And we'll talk about recognizing that purpose, living in the light of that purpose. I've got the opportunity to preach this Sunday morning, and I am looking forward to just teeing up Our vacation Bible school. We look forward to vacation Bible school here at Charlestown Road every summer. It doesn't start this Sunday. It's a week and a half from now starts June 25th. You'll hear much more about that, Lord willing, next Wednesday on our podcast. But we have been working hard to develop a little theme for our children, two years old through sixth grade. We've called it for VBS doors of the Bible and i 'm just going to kind of tee that up for all of us and invite all of us, young and old, to open the doors of the Bible. We would love to see you this Sunday at nine thirty a m Roger appreciate you joining me for today 's episode. We appreciate all of you for listening to this week at Charlestown Road. It would be great to see you tonight at seven o'clock. We're already looking forward to the best day of the week. This Sunday, we would love to have you come and grow with us.